Hey, good afternoon, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with two people. Actually, Sam is on with me, and Sam and I are going to co-host this, and we're very excited to have um, McCovey Cove Dave on. And for those of you Giants fans, you know who this guy is. But if you're not familiar with him, you are going to get familiar with him. So, Dave, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate it. I'm really happy to be on with you guys here and talk to uh, talk to the fans out there. Awesome. We're, we're... We're so excited to have you on, Dave. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it. Yeah. I know Bill said it. You know I've talked to you about it. But of course, what's your favorite team? It's the San Francisco Giants, bar none, bar none. And it's always been that way. I've grown up as a Giants fan. It's been a wonderful uh, 50 plus years. So so tell us how that all started. I mean, was it was it a childhood thing? Was it a memory? I mean... I remember hearing recently Ben Scully, after he passed away, they played a clip that he was a Giants fan to begin with, and then he got a job with the Dodgers. So tell us how it all started for you as a Giants fan. So really, my grandfather and my mom that were brought up in Stanford, Connecticut, about 40 miles outside New York City, they were New York Giants fans. It was really my grandfather, and he introduced baseball to my mom, and back then, not as many gals were basically baseball fans in those days, but my mom mm -hmm. was. And uh, a Californian, my dad came out in the late 40s to Connecticut and fell in love with my mom. And she came back to California as his bride. And really from 1948 to 1958, my mom didn't have much exposure to baseball because the baseball was really in the Midwest and East Coast. But once the Giants came back in 58, my mom already had her team. Uh, and I was born in 56. And my earliest memories were listening to the Giants on the radio. In those days, in the early 60s, we rarely got to watch a game on TV. It was on the radio or you went to the game. And mm. my earliest memory is my mom... In August or September of 1963, we were listening in this house in the garage, and the three Alou brothers came to play. It was partway through the game. It was like the eighth or seventh inning, and my mom says, you'll never forget this moment. You have three brothers playing in the outfield, and that's my earliest giant memory, 1963. So I've been a loyal fan for almost 60 years. See, and that, and wow. that, this is my favorite question wow. to ask people because it is truly America's favorite pastime because it's a family centered thing. I mean, I, I remember going to Anaheim Stadium. I was there the night that King Griffey Sr. went yard. And then King Griffey Jr. said, Anything you can do, I can do better, Dad. Watch this. Yeah. And then he went yard. So I remember being a little kid and doing that. So I love that is such a great answer to that. I, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Some of my earliest memories being an East Coast Giants fan, you know, my earliest memories are when the Giants would come out to Shea Stadium at the time, not City Field and not City Field as it is now, but being sitting in left field and watching Barry Bonds play, like looking down and watching Barry Bonds play. And we've talked about it on numerous podcasts, but you know, I remember going and being five, six, seven years old, and you got these drunk 30-year-olds behind me cursing and screaming up a storm, 
you know, to Barry being like, you shot that. And then all of a sudden he gets up the bat and everyone's got a camera out. Everyone is like all eyes on him. Video cameras, the whole nine. It, so, wait, wait, wait. and there's cursing New York fans. I don't believe it. <laughs> cursing New York fans. It's like a standard to be a New York. Fan. I, I don't believe that. Dave, do you believe that New Yorkers curse? I don't, I don't believe it. Never. <laughs> I mean, I would say the same thing about Dodgers fans, but we all know that's that they're true. That's sailors. True. Oh, chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so you know, taking this, you know, taking a step back and looking at it from a past point and a present point, Dave, who is who are your current? Who is your? If you had to pick a favorite player from the past and the present, who would you pick? So without a doubt, my favorite uh, all-around player is Willie McCovey. I'm really a kid of the 60s, and I um, I really love power hitting. And I was a left-handed kid, and mm. Willie McCovey was a left-handed power hitter. I hear him on the radio, and he, I could tell that he was just a really good guy. And uh, a wonderful human being. And and I really, I've had the pleasure of meeting Willie McCovey over time. In fact, this is actually my first uh, hoodie to wear into McCovey Cove and Willie McCovey, he signed it for me. So it's, it's one of my treasure things, but he was kind of a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. I, I generally like people that are outgoing baseball players with some personality. Um, but he was just a very kind man and you know the mm-hmm. charities he got involved with and everything you cannot help but love this man and i my mom was always pointing out the fact that willie mccovey had played so many games he played over 1100 games at candlestick park and my mom thought that was just incredible that you basically outlasted everybody he played in 50s, 60s, 70s, and 1980, a long mm. career. And uh, I find that very inspirational. Now, what about today, though? In today's game, and uh, the today's Giants, I'll even say going back from 2020 to now, who would be your favorite Giant playing right now? So I like – I do like the outgoing players. So kind of, if you look over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. I was a big, even though Pence couldn't, Hunter Pence couldn't hit a ball in a McCovey Co. He was a fun guy. And yeah. I had a chance to eat lunch with him. Uh, he follows me on Instagram. I can write him direct messages. That guy is a fun guy. And I like that. He's also a leader too. And he helped the Giants in leadership. I also, um, like players like Brandon Bell. Brandon Bell is more of a, a divided. Some people don't like him. And some people, but I can tell you that when they're fan events, a guy like Brandon Bell, he'll sign a ball for everyone. And so mm-hmm. I like the players that are good on the field, but are also good with the fans. And the the players that are good on the field that are not very fan, fan friendly, I don't like them quite as much. You know, <laughs> I just don't. And so – I I like the players that are a little more outgoing and um, even despite whatever amount of money they're making, they make a little time for the fans. And I kind of, I've, I've gotten to know really all the giants, you know, Matt Kane, I'm just looking at the wall here, Panda, um, Barry Bonds, 
I've spent a little amount of time and it doesn't take long to kind of find out if they're fan friendly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, and it's funny you mention it because when you hear about like Panda, for example, just real quick, you hear about him before he left and he was not a fan guy. He did not like really interacting with them and stuff like that. Then he, then he went to Boston and we all know how that turned out. Giant flop. But then when he came back, it was like night and day. He yeah. became the most outgoing, True. willing to go the farthest mile for the fans. I mean, the fact that a man took his entire salary from the Giants and donated it to the youth organization for the for the team. Yeah. I mean, I I said to I said to my dad, I was like, anything he did wrong, I'm a, I'm I'm he's forgiven. So on that same topic, I have to mention that Panda is one of my favorites. I actually kind of break it into three periods. I actually think between when he started in two thousand late 2008 until <laughs> the, the last six months or so, or maybe it's the last year before he went uh, 2014, then he started <laughs> getting a little bitter. But I actually yeah. had a lot of interactions with Panda and oh. and – in those early years, he, I considered him fan friendly, but he did get bitter, you know, just before he became a free agent. And I remember how bitter it is. I remember his words that were not well chosen and, <laughs> and uh, but not but well as, chosen at all. But as you said, when he came back, now he went overboard to interact with fans. I basically travel on the road to some of the Giants games. And he was there signing and talking to people um, those last few years. And so even though he had that one kind of sour point, kind of that free agency time, I think most Giants fans will, will recognize that he was a fantastic Giant yeah. legend. And uh, I was lucky to get eight of his home runs that I've got here in the wall. I got his first splash hit and his last splash hit. And each time I met with him, so I've, had a dozen or more conversations with him and uh i really respect him that's awesome that's that's great i and can i just tell you i love the fact that you mentioned hunter pence for me baseball is all about the guy that just shows up works hard is good with the kids realizes that they have only got a specific time whether it's two years or 20 years in the show right and hunter pence i mean he used to skateboard to work right yeah, and yeah like scooter scooter to work oh scooter i'm sorry to me as a dodger fan it was rough because he was always a dodger killer whether he was a philly or a giant like he leveled up to play us but i had to respect him because he was such just a good dude and so i'm grateful that you mentioned that guy because he's he's awesome i mean that that's the guy that you you want to see you don't want to see the guy that that doesn't want to sign for kids doesn't want to be bothered they just want to go to work and go home you know, you're making an awful lot of money to do this. Fellas, accept yeah. the fact that people are going to want to bother you for a while. Yeah. This is what and, it is. And Pence is one of my all-time favorite Giants, um, especially when he came in in 2012 and basically brought the rally cry. Yeah. And it was like a, it was like a whole new ballgame. So I, I'm, I love the fact that Pence is one of your favorites hearing how you know it's nice to also hear it from someone who's met him that how he how he is on the field is exactly how he is yes. off. 
that's, I that's, that's who he is. Now, you did mention the fact that you've traveled to see the Giants play. So I'm curious, how one, how many parks have you been to? So What are they? Yeah. And the, as a secondary question, what's your favorite? So I've only been to 10 of the 30. Um, I have been to 626 games in McCovey Cove, my kayak. That's really where my most time is. But I actually like to see players from American and National League. So I have actually been up to 40 American League games in, a, in recent years to watch other talent. I While I like the Giants, I respect talent. So I go – so. There's certain parks that I truly love. I am biased about the Giants. They're one of the best parks <laughs> ever. For me, the favorite. But I've been to Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. I've walked across the Roberto Clemente Bridge, and I was a big yep. fan of Roberto Clemente in the 60s. That is a phenomenal experience. I was at the last game that Carl Yastrzemski played back in 1983 at Fenway Park. Wow. And so what's interesting is that I have three home runs right here, including this is the Mother's Day home run that Yastrzemski Mike hit to me this year. Well, I got to see his grandfather play a long time ago, and I got to hear his grandfather do a like a farewell speech that day, mm. you know, thanking his mom and dad. And and so. I love the fact that the grandsons now hit me three balls, including a walk-off splash. So that's one of them. I've also been to, you know, Yankee Stadium. I've been to New York Mets. and But I have not been to all the parks. Uh, I've been to the Western parks. You know, Colorado, I really love. Mm -hmm. I try to get out to Colorado every other year. I sit in these really good seats right the first row of the left field that are special seats. I, I just love it. I love the renewed uh, Denver. I stay at the Raleigh Hotel right across the street. Um, I love San Diego and Petco Park. I try to get down there every two years. Um, it used to be that Giants fans dominated that park. It's not not anymore. Nope. Now the San nope. Diego fan base has skyrocketed. I've been to Dodger Stadium for games. Um, um, but I've not been to all 30. But the one thing I do try to do is I try to watch players from all 30 teams if I can't every year. And so uh, that's part of my fan experience. You uh, that history is just amazing to hear. And I'm actually going out to Colorado to see the Giants play in Colorado next year for my bachelor party. I oh. made it a point that my bachelor party was around a time when the Giants were playing somewhere and I could get to see them. Fantastic. Bill is going to shake his head. And Bill, I was not coming to see the Giants play in L.A. Because guess what? I was yeah. not going to surround myself with a bunch of blue and white. Yeah. At least I know if I'm around black and purple, Giants got a pretty good yeah. shot. Dave, Dave, don't worry. I'll call his fiance. We'll get this fixed. We'll, you know. Um, so, so Dave, let me let me ask you this. So, um, first of all, you need if when you get a chance, there's a podcast by a guy named Steve that I interviewed. He goes by um, Foul Weathered Fan on Instagram. Yeah, he is a converted Giants fan from an A's fan. Yeah, um, and you would love this. In 1987, his name's Steve. Um, I'll text you the episode number. Yes. 
1987, he went to 182 baseball games. 182. So that's that's incredible. Uh, incredible. So, so he would fly to a city, Dave, yes. and grab a game and then sleep in the hotel and then fly to another city. And yes. he had um, Coliseum tickets. So he had, a, you know, A's season ticket holder um, for a while. But he'd also go to Candlestick. And you would love his story. You, some of the stories that you were just telling are identical yes. to him. He goes by Foul Weather Fan. You might want to follow him on Instagram, too. He's I, phenomenal. Great I, guy. I'm going to check it out. I have gone to double um, about once a year. There's an A's and Giants game set up where one is a day game, one's a night game. And so yeah. I will do those games. I'll go to the day game and the night game and uh, double your pleasure. Have a yeah. lot of fun. And, and he talks about that too. Um, that, that would, you know, he's done candlesticking the Coliseum in the same day, day, night type thing. Yeah. He also talked about um, going down, I want to say it's to Fresno. Um, where the the triple a team is the grizzlies yeah and so it's it's phenomenal um but going going off of that so you you go by mccovey cove dave which we all know who you are how many balls have you pulled out of mccovey cove do you know how many you've pulled out in your your lifetime or okay i have i have 46 mccovey cove home runs there's kind of three categories of them there's the Giants, a splash hit by the definition of the Giants is any ball that makes it to the water without hitting a flagpole or bouncing or touching a water can. So I don't know if that's a God-inspired definition, but <laughs> the regulars in McCovey Cove, we actually break it into three categories. Opponent splash hits, giant splash hits, and balls that touch something as they go out. They might touch a flagpole. So there's been 205 total home runs that have gotten wet. I have 46 of those 205. Oh and uh, you got a fifth of them. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, so for those of you that are listening to this, you may not know this, but Dave gets them signed by the players that hit them, which is phenomenal. Who is the nicest player that you've met getting it signed? And then why? So, does it have to be a giant? No, it can be anybody. Okay, so, I, I actually would say, even though there's a lot of great giants and I love them so, uh, Big Poppy of the of Boston Red Sox, I've interacted with him several times and had a dinner where I sat the next table away from him and I talked to him before. Uh, let me just show you. Uh, but Big Poppy of the Boston Red Sox, I caught his 333rd career home run. It was hit off Tim Lincecum on a very hot day in McCovey Cove. And he is one of the most outgoing players. Um, Mm. A big smile all the time. This was actually at the Sports Illustrated uh, Athlete of the Year dinner in 2016 that I was invited. I was the fan of the year by Sports Illustrated. And he was one of the baseball players there. And he was one table across from me and I'd met him before and then he grabbed my phone. We're doing selfies and talking <laughs> baseball, but, but I, he is a great baseball player for what he's done and also his fan interactions. And uh, he'll be my favorite non-giant, I would say. Um, and 
there are a lot of Giants players that I like that are that are uh, outgoing and fun. And uh, Brandon Belt is actually one of them. Even though there's people that don't like Brandon Belt, he is very very fan friendly, and I really like Brandon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've actually met Brandon on a couple occasions. Me and my dad every year prior to COVID were going out to spring training and the Giants, they do a package for the fans yeah. where you can, you know, they do, it's like three games. There's a barbecue meet and greet and an autograph signing. Um, we go out two days extra. So we're seeing way more games than everyone else. Yes. But for the first five to six years that we went, Brandon Belt was there every year. So the first year, it was great. Second year, awesome. Third year, okay. After the fourth year, I was like, all right, I've got four Brandon Belt autograph balls. Yes. I don't need another yes. Brandon Belt yes. autograph ball. Yes. Um, <laughs> Dave, it's funny that you mentioned Poppy because I did, did you listen to his speech for the Hall of Fame? Yes, yes. I, I loved it. I couldn't stop laughing. It was the best speech, but you could also see the old school and new school of the Hall of Fame. Like some of the old school guys are kind of like looking going, so this is the guy that's in now? And the new school guys that played either with him or against him were kind of like, yeah, this is Poppy. But when, when he tapped his chest and he was talking about um, uh, Terry Francona, he goes, Tito, Poppy's got you. How many times Poppy's got you? <laughs> they showed a picture. I want to say it was... Oh my gosh, I think it was Sandy Koufax or, or one of the old school guys. And they just kind of, they had their sunglasses on, but you could tell they were rolling their eyes because their eyebrows were going up. It was yeah. cracking me up. I, yeah. I love David yeah. Ortiz's personality. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, much more than than Sandy, uh, much more than uh, Manny Ramirez. You need David Ortiz's yeah. personality. Yeah, right? I agree. And, I mean, we, and Dave and I don't like Manny also because he was a Dodger. Yes. So we can just throw ah. that into the mix as well. Yeah. Um, there we go. So Dave, I got we got one last question for you. Um, so we've heard through the rumor mill that there are a lot of interesting traditions that go on with the Cove crew that you have created. And I am curious, and I know Bill is as well, as well as the top fans from around the globe. What are the top Three craziest traditions you guys got. So uh, the regulars in the cove are are a little bit kooky, you know. And we always <laughs> we always joke around as are any of us normal because they point to me with my name in the front and back of the shirt. I tell them I'm the normal one, but there isn't any yep. normal one. These are yep. crazy people, but we have several traditions. One tradition is it's only for giant splash it. If you get a giant splash it, a one that has a number assigned to it, and there's been 96, you're expected to sleep with that ball that night. And even if it's wet, it will be wet. And so <laughs> we have a thing where you, you take a photo of you and the ball as proof. And of course that ball is in different positions. I typically, my photos are with me cuddling the ball, but my buddy, had the ball <laughs> flash at 96 on his chest. He goes, oh, the ball wants to be on top. And so that's one of our traditions that we hold dearly. And for the first, for guys that basically join our group and get their first flash hit, they really look forward to it. And uh, uh, it's a great tradition. Another tradition we have is that 
on Friday nights, we had most of the time we don't drink, you know, we keep keep it under control. But on Friday nights, if there are errors in the game, it, it could be a, a base running error, a fielding error for the Giants. You have to take a shot of the selected drink. So um this has been actually the hardest year for us as a Giants fan because I don't know the exact numbers, but on Friday nights, we've had more uh, base running <laughs> mistakes and fielding errors. And so the first the first error, you take one shot. The second error, you take two shots. So you do not want to have them go on. And uh, so one of the things I'm praying for is next year is that our defense improves and our base running because mm -hmm. I don't think we can handle this much longer. Yeah, I – I couldn't agree with you. If you've heard some of my podcasts, I have some hope, hopes of who we're going to be pulling in from this upcoming free agency class. Starts with an A. First name starts with an A. Last name starts with a J and yes. ends with an Udge. I, I'm 100% in. That is my fantasy. I want Aaron Judge. And it, if it costs $50 million a year, I'm, I'm ready. Go for it. Larry Bear. You heard it from a Covey Cove, Dave. Data. Pay the man. Pay the man. Just pay the man. You know, the thing about Aaron Judge is I use statistics to try to give myself an advantage McCovey Cove, and he will hit balls that will reach McCovey Cove. He'll be the first, if he does come to the Giants, he'll be the first right-handed Giants player to hit a metered splash. He might, in, in fact, hit number 100 next year. So that's you know, my wish. I I would love to see it. I'd love, I, you know what? As as the season has turned out, it hasn't turned out as to what Giants fans would expect. Um, but I would love. I I'm excited to see where we're going to go from here. I think we're going to bounce back strong. Um, but I agree. I think Judge would be a fantastic, excellent addition, and he would definitely make some of our opponents from Southern California, a little bit worried, especially when it comes to the home run category, because as we are taking a bite of the Big Apple this year, Aaron Judge is a dominant force of nature. <laughs> dominant. So dominant. I was just I was just trying to look up how many errors this year, and it came up with the commercial, and so I, I couldn't get it. But you're lucky that that four-air game the other night was it on a Friday. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it used to be that, you know, two mistakes was a big bad night, but it hasn't been. Now there have been three and four errors. And uh, things that we're not used to, base running errors have gone rampant for the Giants. And uh, so I'm hoping there's some improvement next year and stuff because it does weaken our ability to do our thing. On those nights, we were life preservers in the Cove. Normally, I would not, but on that night, we do. And yeah. just in case we fall over, we don't want to go completely crazy. So we have some flotation if uh, if if we have a bad uh, mistake here and fall over. And we appreciate the safety, of yes. course, safety first every yes. time. Yes. So, Dave, I got to tell you, this has been beyond a pleasure for for myself, and I'm I'm sure Sam. Same. Mm -hmm. I um, I couldn't have been happier ha being able to help put this podcast together. Um, Dave, I hope you're willing to come back and spend some more time with us and meet some other great Giants fans beyond myself. 
Um, I'm sure Bill would love to hear some heart-wrenching stories of some great giant wins against the Dodgers that well, they send them into a tizzy. We'll do it this year in October. We'll film it because we'll be playing. You guys will be watching. Um, oh! <laughs> the, the, um, the, Dave, I have to tell you, and I've told Sam this a ton, both online and offline. It is good for baseball, period, when the Dodgers and Giants are good. It's not yeah. good for, in my opinion. And when, honestly, when the Yankees and Red Sox are good, it's good too. But in my opinion, we got the best rivalry in baseball. I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll fight the Red Sox and, and Yankee fans on this, right? And so, um, so th- everybody on Top Fan Rivalry followers, this is McCovey Cove Dave. Please follow him after you've listened to this. Please follow him. Uh, drop him a comment, see what you you think. And also on uh, Top Fan, you're going to want to go into locals.com. Um, you're going to want to sign up on Locals. It's very similar to every other social media site. And then follow Top Fan Rivalry for free. Um, you can do that for free if you want. There's going to be some exclusive content uh, coming up. Sam and I are going to be hosting an Around the Diamond segment every Saturday for everybody. And it's only going to be on Locals, so you're going to have to get there. Um, you can do, pay $3 a month if you want to Top Fan, and we'll send you a, a nice little cozy. If not, $5 a month, we'll send you out some gear, some T-shirts, cozies, and things like that. So, Dave, again, thank you for the time. You've been phenomenal. And let's do this again soon. We'll get Sam's dad on, and we'll just talk giant stories. Sound good? Thank you so much, Bill and Sam. I'm really happy to be on your show. I look forward to October. Sounds- hey, absolutely. Next Sounds October good. will look better when the when the black and orange is back in it. Definitely. Yeah, that, talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Thank you, guys.